0: today we're talking about what women really want from a man chap do you have any guesses
1: i would guess besides bald guy yeah well no i don't have an idea then because that was (laughs) that was no i would say maybe like be serious you know somebody who's somebody who's is comforting somebody who uh can hang um like either intelligently yeah. or in a, in a humorous way. Somebody me have like interests. Somebody who's interesting. Some, yeah, just
0: some kind of. good, some definitely good starters. I, so when I bring something to this show, I usually have had some serious background or research or something that makes me feel like okay, this is enough there to share with people mm-hmm. that I want to give some value to. Uh, sometimes it is intuitive, but I think intuition is really like this honing of the knowledge you already got going on in there from, from doing all that other stuff plus some of that magic stuff. But I say that because this particular query about what women really want in a man is something I've focused on a ton get asked it a lot by oh, it's men. A big,
1: it's a big deal. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the big questions.
0: Yeah. And so I've asked a lot of my women friends. I've asked my women followers and tried to get a good gauge of what it is. And then the beautiful thing, the other side of it, is that so many of my male followers have given me their two cents of what they believe a woman really wants from a man. And I'm going to tell you in a concise but slightly esoteric way, as I like to do, uh, sentence of what I believe women want most from a man. And then let's take some time to break that down so that we can all understand it and play with it and dance with it, okay? So I believe that what women want most from a man is penetrative presence from a man who feels safe to surrender to. And before we even go further, I'm gonna break down my like definition of a safe man. And I know as soon as people hear that word safe, we've talked about it a little bit before, but as soon as you hear that word safe, you think, Somehow you're boring or you're lacking, or you're, uh, you know, there's not enough sexiness or passion there, or something like that, not enough adventure. But it's actually really the opposite when we, when we as we're going to break this down and unwind it. Because the thing about a man that I'm talking about as safety is his ability to know his triggers, know himself well enough so that whenever he's gets upset or I upset him, for instance, it doesn't turn into this thing where we're trying to abandon each other. Instead, it's a moment where we figure out, okay, something got triggered and upset in me. How do we come together and work as a team to move forward and through it? And that type of safety is what creates some true intimacy, which is something that I believe women are craving. They don't know how to articulate it necessarily yet, but that's what allows them to really surrender to a man and and relax into their femininity and back into their body so they don't have to be always trying to lead and, you know, trying to be that. Uh, independent, hyper-independent woman.
1: Yeah, and it reminds me a little bit, and and, and I am I tend to over-break something down to where it's maybe not, it, maybe it dehumanizes something, so I, I don't want to do that here, but it kind of reminds me as you're saying this, because I haven't heard this before. Um, we, By the way, we don't yeah. really practice these at all. We just kind of like go with it, yeah. and, and, and we've known each other for a while, and this is why it tends to work. Um, but as far as that goes, what you almost in a way are describing, and men uh, know this kind of inherently, is what makes a home, Mm. And, you know, a home is someplace you can escape from the rigors of life. You can get back to your, your base camp or your safe, you know, Fortress or whatever, relax. You know, do whatever you're going to do. Turn on TV, yeah. get a book out, and things like that. And if it's not a secure location, and this goes back to some of the privilege, you know, if you grew up in a you know secure household, you know, where nobody was abusive yep. or whatever, but that's you can cre- you know you create your house, and so in a way your home, and so yeah, in a I way love you put it that way, yeah. So in a way, we all as guys we can inherently understand that is you want to create. A you're
0: sp- like creating the container. You're, you're ho- creating, you're creating right. a safe space for. Uh, and know, it's physical and emotional I think guys get a little nervous like oh well when am I going to get to one when am I going to get to relax and it's that's an o- another conversation around discipline and mm-hmm. how and we'll actually get into that on another episode so definitely and
1: know, some of this is maturity like and the other thing I was you know when I when you were talking about this I was thinking there are there are two ways to get well there's three ways I guess to get to that this goal and mm-hmm. one of them is you just naturally got to it which lucky for you but the other two ways are maturity but but and so I guess the point there is, as you get older in theory, if you're a mindful person, you will get better at that if you're, you know, these things yeah. hit you. But, but there are ways that we're going to – otherwise we have a show. There are ways <laughs> that you're going to elaborate on that how do we get, as a guy, how do we get to that uh, female – help that f- person in our life feel more comfortable yeah.
0: and safe. But, and
1: and I, I think that's
0: – I think a way and, – and we'll maybe get into more of that detail as we move along here – but just starting to understand the concept that we're putting forward right now of when you're able to be this safe man, which I'll I'll define even further in just a moment, but when you're able to do that, it gives the opportunity for her to, like, I know that when that happens for me, when I can recognize someone as what I call a safe man, quote unquote, uh, it gives me the opportunity to actually risk more, to be more adventurous in, Mm in places even like the bedroom, but just generally in my life, because now I feel that grounded uh, home, like you're talking about, you know, that support center, that place I can go back to. And a big piece of this is knowing that the partner in my life it has um, done his work to a degree where he knows his nervous system pretty well, and that takes knowing himself pretty well, Uh, And when he does that, I can actually lean on him, not in a dependent way, not, you know, in the codependent sense, but in a way where I'm borrowing his nervous system at times where I want to be in that uh, creative flowing state, but I need a little bit of help to stay there and feel stuff and let the things happen that make me this, you know, oracle woman and very feminine and if I don't get that type of support, then I jump right back into my masculine energy. And now we're either alpha and alpha in the room, or he's, you know, he feels like, well, she's got it figured out and she she bulldozes me anyway, so I can't even lead any of this anyway. And he collapses. Well,
1: what are some examples like- It doesn't
0: create for sexiness, right? No.
1: Well, no, I mean, what are some examples, because I have my own thoughts of safety, but what yeah. are some examples from the, the, you, uh, you as the woman in the situation? uh what are some examples so that, yeah. let me
0: just let's start off because you're saying like what is a safe man what does that actually look like Well, like, like what would it like? like
1: practically look so like. yeah
0: let's give the esoteric definition so a safe man is a man who has befriended his lost parts which we've talked about <sighs> as well before and we're going to get you know we're going to unwind that too and he is willing to feel his feelings fully and this is like where i want to start breaking it down because in order to, like people say, feel your feelings fully, what am I, like am I completely numb, am I, you know, what is my issue with not being able to feel, and it, I think people think like, oh, guys aren't sensitive enough, guys don't feel enough, and I think it's actually the exact opposite for all humans, it's not that we're not sensitive enough, it's that we're so freaking sensitive, and we're not, we don't, we haven't honed the skill of how to, deal with our sensitivity level, that we then attempt escaping it in every way we can and try to numb out through drugs, alcohol, I mean, it can be shopping, it can be whatever it is, gaming that distracts you from actually being with whatever's coming up for you. Because all of those feelings that come up are indicators from your intuitive body, from your soma, your somatic experience, that show you the way, right? That show you the way through the world so that you can unfold and become this... Adult, authentic, true self—that uh, allows you to step into your full potential. If we want to, you know, use all these these terms, but the idea is: how do we get back to wanting to feel right instead of trying to escape the feeling sense? Um, because we have the sensitivity—that's the thing we're most afraid of. So, how do we start looking at that fear of our sensitivity and discerning? If we really should be afraid of this, because I want to just, this is, I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but this is what mass media, the feminists would say the patriarchy, but I don't really go with that, but, or even capitalism, our government, you know, all the they's that we put out there and we we, uh, make into these evil external things. That is all using your inability to feel and your fear of feeling against you essentially. So if you were able to stand in your feelings, whatever come up for you, sadness, grief, um, anger, most of the time is what most people experience, then you would be able to Decide what's right for your life and what's true and in alignment with your truth, instead of just reacting to the fear that's being stirred up because you don't want to have to feel that thing that is being triggered in you when you watch the news or, you know, you you interact on, and you go well, out on a date yeah. even. I mean, it's as simple as that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could. I, I think that'd be a fun <laughs> episode to just hate on the news because I or the mass media. That'd be kind of fun, but we're not going to do that. But, but
0: the point is that we have this well, this the, power that we're just giving away yeah. when we aren't willing to actually. And the thing
1: is, is like you have to assume that people in these in these. Well, let's take us. You know, you have to assume there's people. Well, and this is a dovetail, okay? So you have to assume, or you should assume, operating under the operating, you know, operating under the instructions that these people in charge of these big organizations mm-hmm. or your significant other. Mm-hmm are very intelligent people and in a way as long as as long as your partner wants to be on team you right. and him or whoever your team that's such a beautiful then then no matter how you know then then if they make these errors in your mind it's okay because if they are on the team, they'll work on whatever this might be. Whereas I'm going to just kind of throw a zinger is the media wants you to hate because that's how they get the clicks and that's how they get you to watch them. And it's like, Oh, we hate the other guy. And Oh, I like you cause you hate him and he hates you and I hate this guy. And yeah, the confirmation bias, all that stuff. They so want we're, you to whatever. be scared. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the new religion, okay? It's our religion. It's like, you're going to hell. Yeah, okay, I've heard that before. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how many, you know, it's like, it's just the new religion. It's just the new religion. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're going to hell. And that's what the media is telling us. Right. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't believe you. I don't subscribe to your religion. And well, But, then, but yeah. fine, we're done with that. But <laughs> as far as, <laughs> yes, I can get going. But as far <laughs> as that goes, right? So let's talk about the, the, the more, the woo-woo factor here. Mm-hmm. Because... As a guy, and I'm pretty, you know, and I'm practical, and I don't mean that in a positive. I'm, I don't mean I'm practical in a positive. I'm just saying it. And I'm trying to think, what, is, how do I do that? Because, And I mean that. So when you're saying, you know, have to feel your feelings and yeah. understand your feelings, like, as me, as me, as me, I can only speak for me. Mm-hmm. Um When something, uh, I get sad. I get happy. I get excited. I get mad, and Hmm. you know, frightened. I don't really get frightened anymore. I I, I wish I did, but I really sometimes I do. But it's not like of old stuff when I was a kid. But um, we're all scared. Yeah, things make me nervous. Things, but but in a way, it's a matter of stay. Can you stay with it? Well, and me getting a little worried about something is very is very positive for the outcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a good it's a good thing. Can be be a motivator. in my heart electrical signals and my heart aren't too happy about it. But, and I've paid the price on that. But the thing is, is, is there is that, but, but is, so for me, I, I think I know my feelings. Like I think so I know, them, but like, I don't know. And I, nobody's really, so I don't really, nobody's a, told me I need, you need to feel your feelings more. So I don't okay. I mean, whatever. So, but if I do, I do, I'll do it. I'll try, you know? So
0: <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. But I think there's, that's a, it's a great uh, interception point of where we want to, like we wanna slow down and look at, okay, yeah, I think I feel all my feelings. I I think I'm experiencing all the good, bad, and ugly. And guys a lot of time report to me, women don't wanna see you cry, women don't, and no, women don't wanna see you cry a lot. But we are willing to hold space when needed. This is a critical thing to recognize. When I'm talking about people feeling their feelings, and we're just gonna talk about men in this specific scenario, when I talk about men feeling their feelings, it's not that we want you to be sensitive and gushy and mushy and crying all over us. That's not sexy at all because now we're standing in the masculine holding a lot of the space when that's happening. We want you to have healthy masculinity, which means, and we want you to be, what should I say? We want you to also be able to touch your femininity and experience all that because it's the only way you're going to be able to interact with that in us. So how do you experience and go through all your feelings and do that work while not putting it all on your romantic partner? You do that by making sure you're calling in a brotherhood, a male mentor, maybe it's a therapist, it's people in your life that are capable, able, maybe even professional at being the ones who can have those, you know, those, uh, create those spaces where you can let that expression come through you. And where there isn't any shame around it, there's not judgment around it, you're allowing that stuff to move through you. Thankfully, a lot of those um, communities are being built right now, men's groups, and we've talked to a few men's coaches on the show. And that is allowing a place for this to be finally acceptable, because we've heard for so long, you know, boys don't cry, stuff it down, don't feel that stuff. And so all that rage and all that shitty really teenagey and even younger angst comes up through violent and volatile ways that make you unsafe, right? And we talk about that happens through drinking a lot of times when we become, we start tapping into that subconscious part that's been stuffed down for so long. And all that stuff you haven't felt, all the grief, all the shame, all the hate, is coming through all at once and it becomes really violent. Well
1: let me ask you about that though, because mm-hmm. because I have I have as you're saying this, I have a couple thoughts. And I and I think it I think it's worth noting that um that there are obviously different kinds of women mm-hmm. and different kinds of women value different kinds of things and different kinds of men. Otherwise everybody date the same dude. Mm-hmm. And it'd be very easy. We'd all act like that guy and then we'd all have that girl and the life would be really shitty. So the thing is is I know that certain girls and, and that I have, that I interact with yeah. value certain certain levels more than other levels. Yeah. And they're not all the same, by the way. They're, in fact, some of the times are opposite. So, mm-hmm. But when we get back to, let's say that a woman, let's say it's Mercedes, and Mercedes values these emotional um, um, things that a guy can experience, are you saying, and, I, and this is not a rhetorical question, I don't know the answer, sure. are you saying that, that they just at least need to be aware of it internally. And then, then they can deal with it however they wanna deal with it, but at least be aware and be, have the ability to experience these emotions. But they don't need to experience them in front of you because I think, I have, uh, I believe, I'm not, definitely not perfect, but at least I believe that I do have these emotions that I can experience. I have a very sick cat right now and I love my cat yeah. a lot. And every time I see her, I'm always like a little depressed. You know what I mean? But but I love her and I, I, you know, whatever. I don't want to go that because that's going (laughs) to upset me. But anyway, what I'm saying is, is that's me and her. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's me and her. I don't need to then go to, my best friend, or my best girlfriend, or or a significant other, and start being like, I'm so upset because my cat, I don't need to, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to do that because I don't need, me, mm-hmm. the chap, the chap, doesn't need to do that because I already did it with her. And she's, she's the one that I'm on this journey with, and it's, me, and it's me and her, or me and whatever my sure. struggle is, and I know I experience And I it.
0: love that you bring it up like that because that's a present thing that's happening with the relationship that's happening right now. Right. So you get to have that experience. And if my partner, you know, if you go to your partner and you have something that you want to hash out with her and there's emotion that comes up there, that's important to have that with yeah, her. Agreed. And right? we do,
1: and we do. And, and that's, I'm, that's and I think, relational
0: in the moment, presently happening. But what think, I'm talking about is the shit that we severed stuff oh, down from yeah, younger times sure, where we sure. don't get to have that interaction because it's already passed and gone. We didn't have the interaction and allow the... the uh, the emotion, the expression of the emotion to actually come through and out of us right. during the time when it was happening when we were younger in our, you know, And see years. maybe
1: that's where I'm at a disadvantage in understanding what you're what you're talking about because luckily for me, I did grow up around all women. Mm-hmm. And some of those women were very very powerful, objectively very powerful. I
0: think that men who grow up around a lot of women, though, find that a lot of the time they feel like they had to shoulder so much of the emotionality of the women who may not have been very conscious about how much and maybe how, to an unreasonable level they're putting their emotions onto their young sons especially.
1: You're talking about the moms or the the older sisters or whatever?
0: Yeah, mostly usually it's the mother figure because they are having that. That son does represent in some way. You know, it's a it's a little bit of a Freudian thing, but
1: yeah, for sure. That right. son
0: does represent
1: their ideal man.
0: Yes, yeah, so they and hope to mold so. him into gonna, the, right. right. So, but but the point is too that when he's there and he knows that what pleases mom is to be able to hold space for her and uh-huh. hold her emotions for her. Yes, he's developing that concept of um, this is a thing I can do well, which is beautiful because he'll b- bring that into his life and do that for others. But he may also build some feeling of overwhelm when it comes to women's emotionality, and he might kind of cower from it or avoid it or try to, you know, he feels overwhelmed, so he wants to go away from it. Or he might even feel resentful about the fact that he didn't really feel like there was allowance or space for him to be able to express any of that stuff.
1: See, yeah, and that's so strange to me because I'm very lucky enough to grow up, and maybe it was my mother and my grandmother were so heavily involved and, my, and then later my you know my grandmother early on then for a while and then my grandmother heavily mm-hmm. towards you know for a while as we we discussed but but
0: and then you're very lucky you're unlike most
1: Yeah I'm very lucky so I that's what I'm saying so it's like for me it's just like and you know me really well and and, and my and my people that I work with and my friends I'll get into work and I'll just just lay it out and everybody's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like, so it's, 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 so I'm that, you know, I, I, I get accused. my wife's Latina. Okay. And I get accused of being a Latino, not accused in like a bad way, but they're like, you're, you're, you act like a Latino. And I'm like, why? Cause I love, cause I, 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 respect a very strong woman, but they're also really hot and sexy. And I grew up in a heavily influenced by women you know, role. Uh, but so I don't have any problem telling you either I love you, I hate you. Well, I don't hate you, but I mean, I love you, you suck, get away from me. That guy's an asshole. Or I love that guy, or let's talk about what's a, you know, and because it's, because it's like, it's, it's easy. It's like I'm an open book, it's easy. So it's mm-hmm. like, but, but that's not necessarily good early on in a relationship. Don't do that necessarily, unless you just identified somebody. You have to have that finely tuned radar and you have to understand what your radar is telling you and then you can adjust your procedures accordingly. But what you're what you're saying is, if in order to understand this, this process at least, you have to know enough to go back, look at how your emotions were either, you know, put down or whatever. Maybe you lived in a family that really loved uh, acting, okay? Mm -hmm. And everybody every week would get, this is a sound lame, but everybody every week would get together and act out a play or a a movie or something. That sounds actually a lot of fun, but they would do that. Okay, like in our house, we make up songs about somebody in my house. Mm -hmm. And we make up songs. The goofier and the better they rhyme, the better. And it's funny. And so if you have these things where certain traits were prioritized. Like I'm just gonna make up a classic man, machismo, be machismo, you're the man, you gotta be tough all the time, be tough, no emotions. That's sad. But the point is, you need to. Well, I guess what you're saying is, you. I'm being overly practical, but you have to go back and look and see what some of those things were in your past. So then, when you come into a relationship, you're at least aware that you might have some of these things that might be put, put down, and they can. And the and the and the female, if she's hyper intelligent like they usually are, they're going to be able to figure out there's something going on there that you're not dealing with, and you're dealing with in a way that's toxic.
0: Well, sure she'll probably in most, maybe still unconscious. If you're having a relationship with someone who is conscious enough to say, Hey, you're dealing with something. You need to go see someone to help you dig that old shit out. And that is, you don't want to hear that. I
1: mean, if you, if you, most guys that I know, if somebody told you that from somebody that you very well respected, like your whoever, girlfriend, wife, they're gonna be like instantly put on the defensive. Mo- mo- right. mo- and they, you shouldn't be, but you're gonna be put in. And I get it, so it's kind of like you're telling somebody- you're watching
0: somebody to- this show and you're taking yeah. tips now-
1: Because we're not judging.
0: About how to navigate this, because it's something that lives in all of us until we process it. And some of us are completely unconscious of it and will not see it, but, and that's fine. We call those people having a vacation life <laughs> where they're right. not going to ever care to access that stuff. But if you're watching this show, you're probably someone who is already delving into this world and starting to understand that there is stuff that for good reason, when we were trying to protect ourselves, we just stopped trying to allow to surface, right? We just kept it down. And in order to work through that stuff so you don't bring it into your relationships in a toxic way, you have to consciously go seek out some sort of assistance to get it outside of your body, either verbally journaling it, I mean, there's a zillion ways, you know, through therapy and whatever to do that. But we have to work it out of our body, which means we have to actually re-experience it. And that's why this work is the hardest work that most people won't do, because we have so many ways to self-medicate and self-soothe. And I don't say self-soothe in the positive way. I mean, in the numbing. Well, no, there's way. positive
1: way to do it, but there's a lot of bad ways to do
0: it. Yeah. So, right. so what we, what the the healthier route would be is to go find, consciously go find a way to be able to actually allow this stuff to finally come through your body and be expressed so that it's done with. Uh, well, let me,
1: can I ask you about that though? Yeah, fo- I, I want to okay. give
0: you like a like some background on that. So Peter Levine wrote about the somatic therapeutic experience. And he talks, I think it's him specifically, who talks about a polar bear who uh, gets shot by a dart from a you know, science team who's going to research him doing something to research him, and this polar bear's running, running, running away from the helicopter, they're chasing him with it, they shoot him with the dart, he goes out, they go through, they do whatever their lab work needs to be done with this polar bear. But when he wakes up, the polar bear gets up and he shakes super you know, violently, and then he starts running again. And that's a real clear idea of how it works in our nervous system when we actually go through a whole process. So his his bodily intelligence, the polar bear's intelligence, Nervous system intelligence knew that it needed to process this feeling all the way through in order for it to get out of his body and you know not create more havoc inside of there. Humans, we have this fortunate but also unfortunate part of us that we can call it consciousness, but it's a, it's really from a young age, we're trying to make sure we are accepted, received, fit in with our caregivers and those around us who we need in order for our survival. So when something happens and we experience some emotion and our parents say, it's not okay to be angry about this. It's not okay to cry about this. You know, some reason we feel like we have to stuff it down or your emotions are just too big and It's not important to us right now. We don't want to look at it, whatever it is. Or your emotions cause me pain and I don't want to feel pain as your parent. When that happens, and as children, we feel we must do whatever our parents uh, need us to do in order to stay in their good graces because it is a survival need from that young age. So when we then decide, well, we're not going to have that emotion or we're going to stop it right now. And we keep doing that every and time. And it's not just from that. your
1: parents. It could be from your teachers as well. caregivers, caregivers. Hey, anybody, yeah, yeah.
0: Parents are obviously the of biggest uh, influence there. But And then as you go through that, you're not ever touching that emotion anymore. Sometimes you believe you're not ever allowed to touch that emotion. Like women, a lot of women believe they're not allowed to be angry. A lot of men believe that they're not allowed to cry, right? And it's they might say, yeah, I know I'm allowed to cry, but... They don't, you know, they don't ever, maybe they don't get sad.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Right.
0: And I know a lot of women that get super passive aggressive, which is anger coming through, Mm -hmm. but they won't ever admit to being angry. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. So as we go through our life and this is, this is becoming this insidious thing that's just kind of festering down there needing to be expressed, and we don't express it, we see it start popping up through our relationships. And as we get older and we go through relationships, it gets heavier and heavier to carry this thing. It gets bigger. And eventually, hopefully, you come across some sort of information that will help you, and that's what we're hoping with this information we're giving today, that will help you bridge what you needed to feel into the present, where you can do that with help of, like like we're talking about today, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, an elder male mentor who's done this work, or a therapist, this type of person, who is allowing you to bring that back to the surface so you can experience the feeling again. And this time, you're doing it in a safe container. You have your adult consciousness on board at the same time, but you allow that young person inside you to finally feel that stuff so they can get it through their system and
1: out, and that's good, right? But but I guess what I'm what I'm asking, what I want to clarify or or understand mm-hmm. is, you do not need to do this if you're talking to a guy. You don't need to do this necessarily in front of your 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 girlfriend, significant other. It's better you, that you don't. Th- I think that's very worth noting, and that's where I was getting confused. Is because what you're when you're initially talking, I was like, why would I do that? Because if the girl that I like doesn't doesn't understand accept, like that, or she doesn't value that in a person or whatever. Let, I'm just going to do that on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and that the, the end result is good mm-hmm. is what we're talking about, but I don't need to, like you don't I need to find, see my journey as yeah, my point.
0: Right. What I would find most attractive in a man. And this again is what the collective women I've, you know, kind of right. interviewed about this have said it as well is a man who is diligently and consciously doing this work has a, he has created a space and people to hold this space, or professionals to help him through it, brotherhoods, whatever it is he needs, in order to make sure he's tapping in. Because this is this work comes through in layers, and we have to go through and touch those feelings and layers. We can't do it all at once. It's a lot for yeah, our nervous system to I, hold.
1: I understand. Listen, I understand mm. all that. I, I guess what I'm trying to understand, what I'm trying to figure out, is this. Okay, if if, if I'm just. I'm not you, I'm not, I'm not hanging, you know, okay. I'm just trying to, I'm trying, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is a critical thing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this because I just don't understand. And if I have, if I have a, a guy who is perceptively successful and is successful and is perceptively in a good relationship and is in a good relationship and things are, you know, there's, everybody has problems. Does he need to go out and be like, Oh my God! I I now need to go in and start working on things when things are going fine, and they are. It's not a perception of fine; they actually are going fine because I'm seeing it from the observer standpoint. It's not well, like he's if you being think a narcissist your life is and
0: beautiful and blissful, and you are completely happy with it. Then you're not. I guess that's doing what I'm getting way. at. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Because I are are there. Let me ask you this: Are there people? Forget the fact that you should be aware of it because you should. And I think that's your point. But are there people out there that could be watching? Well, if you're watching, you're probably thinking maybe I need to self-evaluate or whatever. But are there people that you interact with that really just are doing just fine?
0: The people who have done the work.
1: Uh, Yes, I get it. But let me ask you this. In you knowing me, have I done the work because... I don't think I have.
0: I don't know, but you may have done it in a way that doesn't look like the way that that's uh, my philosophy. I, that's made.
1: what I'm getting at. Like, it, it, exactly. Like, I did not learn how to ride a bicycle maybe the same way that 15 other guys in my neighborhood learned how to ride a boat, mm-hmm. b- bicycle. But I know how to ride a bicycle and I can ride a bicycle.
0: Right, and it's really a self, you know, I can't tell you that. I think that's what I'm it just, It would be well, a I'm self-analysis clarifying. of, and the easiest way to find out is, you know where you need to do more work is whenever you get triggered or upset like is the upsetness unreasonable for the situation oh
1: and i know and i guess that's the point is i'm an older guy and i know exactly what drives me crazy and i deal and i do attack it and i deal with it and it's not a relationship it's it's business stuff and and i drive other business business partners crazy but they know exactly what i'm saying and they and they reluctantly agree you know, not specific people, but they understand and then we do it. And, but that also, it happens to be more legal in orientation. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and there's a reason that I'm doing it. And and I admit some of it is a little over the top. And I know that, and I know where it comes from. But the the fact of the matter is the result is still a successful result. And the people are willing to, that I work in these relationships are willing to accept that that is the means to the end, and the end is a successful result. And I think that is, but I don't need to go into a significant other, although I have, and explain to her why I, this Tony rode a pony, and this is how I, my, my means every step to an end, and she doesn't really even need to see that, but she needs to know there, he didn't get in trouble here. He didn't get, you know, whatever. Legally, this didn't happen. So he's clearly doing something.
0: I think there are... I mean, as you've heard a million times that communication is everything in relationship. So in knowing yourself and knowing that, you know, when you're unreasonably upset in whatever direction that looks like. is and, and
1: who's it unreasonably upset to you, right? You need to, because it, 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 it's only subjective to right. you. Do you think you're being totally. unreasonably upset?
0: When you look back on it, you're like, wow, that was, a, I'm like, for the- Well, for first instance, of all, you got to
1: be able to do that.
0: Yes, yeah, so you, you need have to, have to be able to slow down, do down to do that. Most yeah. people will just go use an escape, somehow get out of it, You know, get out For of sure. feeling or For just sure. try to numb themselves. Again, they're just repressing what needs to be looked at because the upsetness is pointing to something that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. and then worked through so that it doesn't keep happening. Otherwise, we're just insane. Uh, or, yeah,
1: or you end up self-medicating and you become an addicted or something like that.
0: Right, well, but I'm saying every time we just keep reenacting that same pattern of we get upset when these things happen and we get unreasonably upset, we're literally choosing to be insane, right? We're choosing to, what's the definition of insanity? Doing something-
1: Over and over again, same and over. result, expecting a different result. Exactly, result. Yeah.
0: so if we want to be conscious- sane humans, then it's important that we start recognizing those patterns and we can recognize that through our upsetness and then do the work so that we resolve it and it doesn't follow us through and more importantly so that we don't put it onto our children generationally and they then start performing the same pattern. You know, we don't want them to perform the same patterns. We want to give them a better chance to the next layer. And that is me.
1: And that and that's my parenting style. It's like I want my guy to learn from my mistakes. And most of sure. the teaching and parenting to him, other than the classic you know, stuff that you think about is, and I don't tell him, don't do this because I did it and I screwed up and that's what happened. It's not that, it's, it's I know from personal experience based on the world that I lived in how kids can be led astray, like professionally, how they can be led astray. Mm. And this is, I'm not going to, I'm trying to tell you not to do this and this is why, but then my own thing is don't do this because it's a trap and I fell into it and I, and I, it was bad. You know what I mean? And, and then luckily his mother is back, is the same back. So it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. don't do that. You know? And it's yeah, like, I think and all it's parents
0: good. do that. It's the unconscious stuff that always, we all, no matter what, you're always going to have shit that you put on Yeah, your but kid. that's life. I guess that's what I'm saying.
1: It's like, but thank God, though, that's the case. Because but it's if-
0: not just life, right? If you had a narcissistic parent who believed they were God's gift and didn't need to do any work, right, mm-hmm. and figured that they are going to pass on, they, they know some things that didn't work out well for them. They think they're going to pass those things on, but they're not willing to do any of their own self-assessment. Yeah. Then you end up with-, with well, but
1: no, because this I know where you're going. But you can also end up with a kid who um, who is who grows and understands that becomes a psychiatrist and writes a bunch of books and exactly. saves exactly
0: why because of the trauma that that instills well, when right, someone right. doesn't do the self assessment piece of it. So it's super important.
1: Yeah, I to- think I guess I guess my question is this: is as I don't want to like it's kind of like I I feel, don't I guess the reception that I want to ensure is not occurring mm-hmm. is don't beat yourself up about it, but at least understand that you should think about it. And if there's a, if you identify a true issue, do something about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, shame is definitely the thing we're trying to take off of the table. And that's the reason that people aren't feeling stuff because they feel ashamed too. So this whole communication is about how do you move that aside by calling in people who are going to create a safe container, which means mm-hmm. a container without Shame, yeah, right, and allow you to have these expressions that you weren't able to have, so that you don't have to keep having them come up violently with and repeatedly for the rest of your life, so that you can heal these things now.
1: Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the practical. That the, the practical deployment.
0: Yeah, and so with that idea, is I think parallel to that idea is this idea of conscious assertiveness, which we talked to, talked about in a. Um, an episode, I think it was the episode, Why Women Go for Suckers, if you want to look that up. But just creating this confidence in yourself that only comes through knowing yourself well enough, right? And that's something that women are looking for. So when we talk about this safe man being someone who has done this figuring out of those parts of himself that he severed, you know, that he didn't want to look at for a long time for good reason, but now that he's an adult and he's attempting to be a conscious adult, he's bringing that stuff online and he is attempting to allow it to express itself in a safe place. It doesn't need to be with his partner and probably shouldn't be with his partner consistently. Sometimes it's okay to have that, you know, back and forth and have that with your partner, but you don't want to bring all of that. It's overwhelming for someone else, you know, you're in a relationship to be your therapist essentially. Uh, and it's not really the sexiest thing, so it doesn't create that real sexy chemistry to be putting that on your partner all the time. And speaking of the sexual part of it, I think it's really important that with this same conversation, uh, our sexuality and our, our way of creating sexual chemistry gets brought to the conversation because it's also embedded in this um, identifying where, like when we're talking about the safe man, Big piece of that, what I said was uh, a woman wants most a... She wants deep penetrative presence from a man she feels is safe enough to surrender to. So...
1: That she's surrendering to him. She's surrendering... Not him surrendering to her.
0: Correct. Okay. Correct. She wants to relax. She wants to be... Um,
1: she wants to live in her house.
0: She wants to <laughs> feel comfortable in her house enough to stretch out and... Explore, Not put on
1: makeup things. and not have to take a shower, put deodorant on. And I'm being oversimplified and I'm trying yeah. to be funny about it, but I'm just saying it's like, it's all, it's very, it's similar. It's similar.
0: Well, let's just think about it in the sexual nature. Like a woman wants to be able to receive a man fully and surrender fully to him without being afraid to do that because she can trust that he has this consciousness on
1: board. Yeah, let me ask you one more thing about that because I, I have this feeling and there's a couple different scenarios. One is not not necessarily you, but women find different things about different guys attractive, okay? One of the things, I'm asking, but I'm also, I think this is the case. One thing that women find attractive about, certain women find attractive about certain guys is they know themselves and they're just not worried about it. And they're confident in themselves to where they're just like, I'm, me and I know me and I'm good. And then there's guys that are like, honey, um, and they're not going to say like this, but they're like, I got to work on me. I've got to do my journaling. Um, you know, I'm doing my boys night. I've got to then, I've got therapy on Thursday and then I got, you know, and it's like, I, I think some women are like, oh, good for you. You're working on you. It's like, I got to go to the gym. I got to go for a run. It's not taboo. I'm, Hey, I'm going for a run. Okay. I'm going for, nobody's like, oh, you're weak or what? Nobody's doing that. I'm running. Okay. Big deal. But it's for me and it helps me, it makes me better in all, in all, in a lot of ways. But I'm wondering, wouldn't there also be some women that find the guys that are like, I got to work on me. I've got to, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And they kind of tell you a little bit, okay, that, that's, I don't need to hear that. Or, and we talked about, or. I just don't think that's sexy. Like, aren't there women like that as well? Because if the woman is very comfortable with the guy who knows himself, is just like, I'm me, you know, maybe that's an older guy. I don't know. I'm me. I'm, I'm successful in what I'm doing. I'm happy with myself. Like it or not, you know, take it or leave it. Right. And and there's definitely women that find that attractive. Mm-hmm. Those The women that find the other guy attractive, that's like, hey, I got to go to the this therapy. And then I'm going to this therapy. Is there anything wrong with you? No, there's nothing wrong with me at all. I'm just working on it. I mean, everybody's got problems and, and, and you know that. And it's like, I'm just working on me. Everybody goes to Dennis. It's not taboo. I don't think it should be t- as I sit here today. I think that's great. But I'm sure the women that think that's attractive probably might not think that this guy's attractive because it's like, what? And so, although they're both awesome people, and there, and this guy maybe just luckily knew himself anyway and already did the work, whereas this guy actively is doing it and he's telling people about it. To me, this might come might come across to some women over here as like, I don't want to that guy. I don't know. And maybe it's in it's in, incorrectly. It's maybe the that women guy's incorrect. still figuring it out. Yeah, maybe I he's think still think figuring a good out.
0: Tell would be the guy's relationships because it's really obvious when you start looking into patterns of people's lives. If a man has had several relationships that you know, devolved into whatever they devolved into, and then-
1: The same occurrence occurred. Right, right. and you can see that,
0: yes, maybe he has some things that keep him him together for the most part. maybe you should work
1: on that before you get in another relationship. How about that? and that's what the guy
0: is doing who's saying, I'm working on myself, I'm doing these things. And it's not a forever journey where you have to be so hardcore, but it does have to be taken extremely seriously. And it is important that both men, delegate the amount of time, like if I'm a woman and one is saying, well, I'm gonna spend all my time on doing my inner work. There's no time for me in that relationship for sure. Or anybody. Right, but if I'm with the other guy who's very sure of himself, but he also is building a business or whatever, and he's gonna spend all his time on that, that could be an issue as well, who knows? But if there's a either of those two people, either of those two men in both of those circumstances had some discipline around the way they spend their energy and they said, I spend some time going on these men's retreats, or I don't know, or the other guy said, I spend a lot of time at my work, but I am really diligent about creating space here and there. And the guy who goes on the men's retreat says, I'm very diligent though about making, You know, I want a conscious relationship and I want to make sure we're spending time together in these ways. I think that takes away that feeling of like anxiety that might be a woman who, who doesn't gravitate to the guy who is doing his work. And on the other degree, if you think it makes the guy weak who's doing his work, in the woman's eyes, then I think that's more of a question about the woman herself or she's already done her work and she's looking already, she knows she's looking for someone who is done doing the bulk of it. Well,
1: and and, and in a more practical sense. You can look at it as I don't, you know, if, if I'm a, if I'm a, I don't know, whatever age, a girl who's 30 and I've, and I can date, I don't know, a 23 year old that's just getting into, you know, his, his career. And then I can date a 38 year old. who's like, I already figured it out. You know, totally. it's like I don't need. There's a lot of women that don't want to grow with you anymore. They yeah. don't want to babysit you. They don't want to go for you. I mean, they still. It's like I just want to like not have to worry about
0: that. We just want to relax you know? a just little relax. bit. relax. And so I think I time.
1: think that's my point. I guess is is I, I I I I
0: I tell women to date older men because they will probably have figured a l- at least a little bit more of this out. But you still have to suss out. I mean, like I said, a lot of people have vacation lives and they'll never slow down enough and get out of their numbing habits yeah. to actually think about this shit.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So and I know they we can know be 100 like years old and, and I think it. the safe way is is I I am very reluctant to back up. A, I agree with you, by the way, but I'm very reluctant in my own personality, my mm-hmm. own. And this may be a problem I have, but my own personality to back up a statement that is Tell uh, your significant other know you're working on something that really isn't anything that anybody else doesn't already have things they need to work on. But I'm not going to like brag or I'm going to go work on my, I mean, just do it and do it. And you don't have to tell her do it and do it before. Maybe start long before you got in a relationship to where it's already, you're already on your bottom. I
0: think if a guy and I were having conflict and he, when says, figured gonna, out that no, 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 this, this is... I agree with is, that. I mean, that's the only reason you bring it up, right? Is because no, that's having what... I, okay,
1: conflict. I'm glad you clarified that because that makes 100% sense. If you're having conflict and we get in a lot of arguments and I'm like... So eh, like look, I'm going to deal thing. with it.
0: I know it comes up because gonna, of something. I'm going to work, work on myself. On. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. But what I'm talking about is you meet a girl, you're dating her for three months. I got to go to my therapy class on Thursday and it's like, okay... Why did you tell me that? Well,
0: I think you can say I go to therapy. That can be part of the conversation. Or just don't even attractive. say it because
1: it's none of our business for
0: now. I don't know. I think See, this I would, generation thinks that therapy. Well, is this
1: gener—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not that gen. I'm Gen <laughs> X. So I'm sorry. I don't understand. There I'm out. <laughs> i'm out but um but, but um like anyway, I, I don't know. to me it just i don't i don't that understand, someone but yeah,
0: is fine. willing to actually go through the process of feeling now not all therapists are the same they might be just taking the pill and maybe whatever. it's because i
1: lived with a therapist and i was getting it 24 7 and then yeah. all my sisters were therapists and i'm like i don't need to be therapized anymore get the hell out of my room <laughs> oh why why did you say that and that's what's like get the hell out or whatever it was. And then I go bug them and harass the right. hell out of them. And I'm the only one that be, went to law school. What does that tell you? You need therapy. <laughs> they call me counselor, <laughs> but it's not for that reason. It's for bad reasons. But anyway, no, that's a good, this is a good show. I love it. And I love it. And, and when I get to, we get to tango and, and I get to, we get to like shadow box because it's, it, it's, it's, I half the time when you're saying this stuff and I'm gonna be honest, I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I, once we start getting through it, I'm like, oh, okay, there we Okay, it's Mercedes. It makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. You're, yes, I you're right. It. Just tell them you're right. <laughs> It'll all be fine. Happy wife, happy life. We're not married, but she's my work wife today. And I, have I don't a,
0: like that saying.
1: Uh, you don't like it? <laughs> no. No, because it's like, I love, I, look, yes, I get it, but it's, it's a funny comment. And, it, and it's a way, what it really is, is this it's a way to tell a guy that's a dude, look, don't worry about it. And I tell my wife or my kid, "Don't worry about it."
0: You know how I feel I know, about I, that word, too.
1: <laughs> I know. I know, but that, but that, but sometimes your worrying about it is the problem. I think
0: the better way to say it like we talked about, you know, don't overthink things maybe.
1: Don't overthink things.
0: Because to not worry <laughs> is just not in our nature.
1: Don't That's overthink what we things. Do. But in another way to say this happy wife, happy life. But uh no, but I guess that's the way to say is what we're saying is is like, it's not it, look, it might be you, it is you, it's not you, could be you, who knows? Okay. Just, happy wife,
0: happy life. Says just to me, yes,
1: honey, and I'll try. Just placate okay? it,
0: and I'll just grow no, resent. No, that's not what
1: I'm. Yeah, but that's not what I do. I'm like, I'm probably of the wrong. Apocalypse
0: no, will just no. Take over this
1: relationship. No, I'm like, <laughs> it, 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 it might be me. It might not be me. I don't know. Uh, I, I got. I will think about this on my run. I'm sorry. Let me. I thank you. I got to go to my church. That. Let me go to that my run.
0: communication is you basically saying. Honey, I see we have something going oh, on yeah, right, here. Right. I'm committed to this relationship. I want to come back to it and yeah, to go to my therapist, right? But you don't have to say it like that's
1: my point. Okay, that's our point, right? <laughs> Is don't be like, I'm Stewart, I have to go to my therapist at three o'clock. Look, you don't have to tell her that. <laughs> I, I don't are, tell you when I'm going to do I tell you when I'm going to the dentist?
0: No. No. But we're not working on your teeth together.
1: We can. <laughs> your teeth are very nice. Mine are <laughs> nicer but anyway let's be done with this episode because I she's kind of cool and I don't want to but
0: I get what you're <laughs> saying I think I think though that what we're trying to communicate to yeah this, let's
1: sum it up for these people because we audience. confuse the hell out of everybody yeah
0: is that we want to be able to have clear communication with our significant (laughs) other. We don't want to have to be hiding shit because that's what got us into the trouble of being shamed internally in the first place. Can we get
1: the E? How do we get the E on our little podcast thing? Is that explicit? We already have it. It doesn't mean excellence. It means explicit? We already have it. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. (laughs) With that, you guys are fucking awesome, and thank you for watching. And I, we do. By the way, when we say that, we really do mean that. And I think all people in this industry, when they say, "I'd like to thank my fans," we're like, "Okay, whatever. You don't know who I am." But the only way this works is because we have people tuning in, and they're watching. Up. They're watching you, and they tune in, and then and, and and that means that means to us a lot. I'll speak for me, but I'm gonna speak for her as well because I'm gonna I'm gonna man whatever you do. It means a lot. It does mean a lot, right? I mean, tell tell them tell them because it. I think it. I mean, you know that you tell them this all the time, but it, it, that's it's everything. You're everything in this world to us, right?
0: We are only doing this show because we have a following who wants to watch it. Much more Absolutely. articulately done, and I'm the <laughs> one with the doctorate.
1: Um, so thank, yeah.
0: So thank you for tuning like the smartest
1: in. This one here, but we already knew that.
0: <laughs> thank you for tuning in, guys. As always, subscribe, comment, connect with us through the links below, and share this episode with someone who really wants to get all wound up in our weirdness. And uh, we're always reminding you that you already are.